In these last days, people will worship false gods. As the Antichrist arises, Christians will be persecuted. David Hevner Investigates is proud to bring you End Times Investigations. Hey everybody, David here. So good to be with you every Monday night. You're my family. I love you guys. And the reason I'm talking about what I'm talking about tonight is because I love God and I love you. And we must keep our eyes open, looking up, always looking to the future. Jesus tried. The disciples asked him, Matthew 24, tell me about your coming. Well, he didn't answer directly. Immediately, he said, be not deceived. And this is what's happening today, folks. Have you looked at the news i mean i don't watch television anymore i think television's history you know i mean uh but 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 in your feed you you you, you turn on your phone your ipad you get inundated you got one candidate running politically who's being indicted you've got another one that's in office as a as a president that probably should be indicted i mean they they should just get rid of all of them people go oh, david are you republican or democrat i am neither I am a Godocrat, okay? I believe, and I receive this, I'm gonna tell you right now, that if God, until they put God on the ticket, I'm not interested, okay? God must be on the ticket, in the ticket. All right, now can God use people? We can. We're gonna talk about that too, but let's go. Let's see, let's take a look at what's happening. Persecution of Christians. All right. You say, yeah, the Bible talks about it. And yeah, it's happening in India and Afghanistan and, you know, California. No, it's happening here, folks, in the United States. And my guess is we're going to talk about this tonight. All right. 1938, Germany. But let's back up a year before that. 1937, Russia, Stalin. He started jailing and killing his political opponents. Does this sound, uh, have a familiar ring? Stalin, 1937, started jailing and killing his political opponents. A year later, 1938, Germany, Holocaust. The Jews were going, oh, this is never going to happen. All of a sudden, the, the, the tanks come rolling into town. The Gestapo dragging the Jews off to the concentration camps, to the death camps. Folks, do not think that it cannot happen in America. As a matter of fact, the cards are looking, the stars are in place, everything is there. We must understand. But what is persecution? Christians are killed worldwide. I think there's probably, um, I was reading, it's like 60,000 Christians worldwide. They're martyred for their faith every year, almost 200,000. I mean, they're killed every day. They say there's something like 11 Christians killed every day in, in any given country that's persecuting Christians. But what is persecution? Let's look at that. Persecution is the act of harassing, oppressing, killing people because of their difference from society. That's why we made last evangelist. I play a cop, I bust underground churches because they don't adhere to the government. They don't register with the government. Bible talks about persecution, God's people in the Old and the New Testament. Moses leading the people out of Egypt, but what about all that time in Egypt? Persecution, slavery. Daniel, he was persecuted because of his beliefs or what he wouldn't believe in. 
And then the ultimate is Christ. Along, along comes Paul. He persecutes Christians. Stephen looks up, sees Jesus. He gets stoned. They persecute him. But who are they? What are they doing? And why are they doing it? You know, we have some idea that it's uh, some political system or some one world government that's going to come in. Let me break this down and explain something to you. Okay, we're going to dissect this. Let's dissect this a little bit. I want to read Matthew 23, 13, 15. Go to your Bibles. Matthew 23, 13, 15. Go there now. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourself do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. Who's talking? Christ. Who's he talking to? The religious system. Verse 15, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You travel over land and sea to win a single convert. And when you have succeeded, you make them twice as much the sons of hell that you are. Folks, we will be persecuted by the church system today. I don't know how to say it any nicer. David, I go to a great church. It's a beautiful church. Uh, I mean, people are in the church. Oh, 40,000. We have five services every Sunday morning. But you ought to see the rock band. It's a great rock band. The preacher's amazing with those skinny jeans. And you're good looking, too. It looks like Kirk Cameron. If you think your church is not going to persecute you, then you are in the one world religious system. Or you are in a true church. And if that is a true church, they will be persecuted. No way in and no way out, Babel. Baby, you will be persecuted. Take a look at your church now. Will they cave to what the one world system says? Put on a mask. Go here. Go there. Stand on your head. Matter of fact, turn the church into a laboratory. We'll come there and do some genetic testing. Did you see what happened the past couple of years, folks? We got to wake up. There's a video I did with Lisa Haven. Uh, I got Lisa on tape, and I want to play that video. The biggest threat to Christianity, the biggest threat to you and to I, she sat down, I sat down, we talked about this. I want to play a clip off of this. You can see the whole thing on davidhebner.tv. Spencer, let's take a look at this. Best evangelists, we have the registered church, the unregistered church. You have to be licensed to worship, Okay. You also have Castle Society, you also have the Mark of the Beast, different topics we cover. But right now, I want to ask you, of all the things that you cover, what's the biggest threat to Christianity today as we speak? What do you see as the biggest threat of the enemy coming against our belief system, our rights? Currently, it's uh, what... I guess the democratic progressive side, this is what they're actually doing, is they're pushing this hate speech agenda. So right now, um, we're being called as Christians bigots and xenophobes uh, because we disagree with certain things and call certain things sinful. Mm -hmm. um, so we believe, you know, aborting a baby fetus is wrong, right? right? Because that's murder in the Bible. So because we believe that, that makes us against feminism. And this is the mm -hmm. idea being pushed. So we're seen as, you know, 
these anti-feminists, same with homosexuality or even uh, any sin for that matter, sex outside of marriage or divorce, mm -hmm. were pushed as some kind of xenophobic or homophobic uh, person and therefore we shouldn't be allowed to have a voice. And so they're starting to eliminate us from every platform slowly, one by <laughs> one, and now it's kind of speeding up. It's so true. And I think what you're saying, they're doing it through a political arena. Yes. It's called politically correct, right? The problem with Christians, Lisa, the way I see it, a lot of people are caving Christians because they want to be politically correct instead of spiritually correct, right? Right. But in these days to come, we're going to have to be spiritually correct. Correct? <laughs> Absolutely. And and the, on the real thing is with Christians is, you know, we don't hate any person, no, right, race or creed. Right. And so it's a complete sham. Christ, right. no, I don't know a single Christian who hates a right. homosexual. We love the person right. or hates someone who's gotten through a divorce or right. hates someone for whatever reason. I know more people not, that hate us than, than <laughs> yes, we hate them. You know? So there is no hate and there is no, right. and, and, and God is their judge ultimately, yeah. but they're classifying us in a group that shouldn't be classified. But here's the thing, there's other religions that believe that. Take the you know Islamic religion, take yeah. the Muslim religion, that right. uh, they actually believe the same way. They don't serve the same God, obviously, right. but right. they believe some of the same things Christians do as far, far as some of those but things But they are don't concerned. come against them. Like yeah. 2.5 billion Christians worldwide, so they say. 2.5 billion? Come on. 41,000 denominations? And you're telling me that it, that it, they're all fighting for God, all on God's side, and that's why Christians are being persecuted? That's why it seems like the children of God are losing? Which we're not. You'll be persecuted by your own. A false Christianity. They came out of the church, Scripture says. They, they formed their fake church. They have their own Disneyland Jesus. Why? Because if they have their own uh, Disneyland Jesus, they can create their, write their own Bible. Yeah, write their own Bible. Government sides with religion. Religion sides with the government under hate speech. I'm going to bring on my guest now, talk about that, Christian persecution. Chaplain Gordon James, he, now listen to this, he was a Navy chaplain. He made national news in 2006. He wanted to pray publicly. Why? Nothing wrong with that. But he wanted to pray in Jesus' name. You see, when you bring Jesus in, I'm talking the real Jesus, not the fake of Jesus. Like all those people went and laid hands on Trump. When he ran, when he became president, that's probably what cursed him. All those preachers and whatever you want to call it. That's a different, I'm not going to go down that road. He sacrificed 16 years naval officer career. Gave up his pension. Because he wanted to pray in the name of Jesus. He stood for truth. I want to bring on uh, Dr. Chaps, so we call him. <laughs> uh, Dr. Chaps, you there with me, buddy. Hello, God bless you, David, and all of your beautiful viewers today. God bless you in Jesus' name. All right, in Jesus' name. All right. So we talked about Dr. Chaps. Uh, you saw the interview I did with Lisa Haven. Um, and uh, I said, what, what, what do you think is at the top of the mountain? What do you think is at the peak of this thing? And she came out with hate speech, which I agree with her. Um, and I see it now. And you can see it all over. 
What say you when it comes to hate speech, the government's coming in, they are saying, you can't say this, uh, you, you, you cannot say that, you get censored. And where is the church in all this, uh, Dr. Chaps? Well, thank you, David. Um, you know, I've hosted a daily half hour television show for 12 years. We have over 3000 episodes that we've published and never once can my enemies ever find an episode in all of that talking hours and hours online where I've ever said one time that I hate any person or group of people. And yet I have said repeatedly that I hate the devil, that I hate sin and that I love Jesus. Um, and, and I pray for people who are caught up in that because I was the greatest of sinners, right? Before I came to Christ, uh, I was a drunk, a womanizer. I used coarse language. Uh, I was sexually immoral. And Jesus forgave my sins and won my heart into holiness, into worship, into uh, you know, the greatest relationship with God. So now, believe it or not, I am listed in my organization on a, a list of hate groups by the Southern Poverty Law Center, along with Focus on the Family and Family Research Council and a lot of mainstream, you know, Samaritan's yeah. part. Mainstream Christian groups are listed as haters for one reason, because when the marriage debate happened, we, we sided with the Bible. We sided with Jesus, who said in Matthew 19, uh, have you not read that from the beginning, God defined them and made them male and female? And, and that's how Jesus defines marriage. And so when we don't do that, when we don't adopt the sins of the world and we hate sin, but we love the people, even if they're doing that. Okay, but Dr. Shads, let, let me ask you a question. I, I haven't asked too many people this. I'm going to ask you a question. Why would, like, if I was gay or bi or tri or whatever, uh, and, and you got up and preached that God made man, God made woman, and it was, you know, from marriage and man to woman, why would I hate you? What do I care? You know, you're a lunatic. Go say whatever you want to say, Dr. Chaps. Why do they hate us? What I mean, I don't I you know what? I don't care. I say, here's a quarter. Go call someone who cares. Uh, but why do they hate us? I just told you that if you said that about me, if you said guys with dark with uh, gray hair, you know, were crazy. I just say, forget it. Why is it that they go out of their way to hate us and tell and tell people that we hate people? Well, they're projecting their own sin of hatred. And when they hate Christ, Jesus says, you know, don't be afraid if people hate you because they hated me first. And and when Jesus is the anti-demon, right, that they have the sin inside of them and the sin invites the demon of sexual immorality or drunkenness, right. all the ones, all the demons that I used to have, right? Uh, but that, that demon hates Christ. And it's not man against man. We, we're not wrestling with people. We're not wrestling with flesh and blood. We're wrestling with principalities and powers. And sometimes they get inside of people and those people hate us. And when they feel that hatred inside of themselves for Christ or for us, they have to project. They have to label somebody else with their own sins. Uh, it's it's denial. What you're saying, it's a, and I know this, but it's good to, hear, to have this communication. It's a spiritual war. This isn't flesh talking to flesh. This is a demon. These are demons talking, and you rile them all up because what happens is the guilt comes on people. Now, I'm not trying to make them feel guilty. You know, they can feel whatever they want. I'm just saying what God's telling me to say, right? I never point my finger and tell somebody should or shouldn't. I will say, God says, 
right? I want to I want to land the plane here, uh, to get it closer to the runway. Um, get back to Christian persecution. Now, one of the ways that I believe they're going to persecute us is through hate speech. Okay, so um, the true believers are are telling the truth a- according to God's word. Okay, now. Uh, the politics, the political system uh, buddies up with the culture who screams and yells, right, and says, don't do that. So the politics buddies up the culture so they can get votes. So now you got two sides, you got culture and you have politics. Now, but what about the church? Isn't the church, and I'm talking about these brick and mortar buildings on every stinking corner, isn't those, aren't those churches supposed to step in and go, well, hey, wait a minute, hold it. We're good. I mean, after all, you know what I said earlier, I said 2.5 billion Christians, 41,000 denominations, who knows how many churches, where are they, Dr. Chaps? Well, the church in America is, of course, is as greatly divided as there are denominations, right? And, and that's for good reason, because America has sort of a freedom of religion vibe to us. It's in the Constitution. And when churches don't agree with each other on on you know the color of the napkins in in the dining hall they they can split over that and i've i've met baptists who have done things like that but god bless them they the dividing line for me is do you love jesus with all your heart do you love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength do you love your neighbor as yourself jesus says if you do do this then you'll inherit eternal life even if you have the wrong color napkins on the dining table there are people who are saved and people who are lost but the dividing line is not the, the minutia. The dividing line is love. Okay, let me ask you a question because I got churches all around me here and half the churches, the preachers, some of them are women, uh, they stand up for gay rights, LGBTQ. Um, they, um, are, they don't come against uh, the killing of babies. Are those people saved? Do they love Jesus? I would say if they don't love their neighbor, then they don't love Jesus. You know, how, how can we say to our neighbor, go and be warm and well-fed and not do something to help his physical needs? Uh, there are also spiritual needs and spiritual needs for people who are trapped in homosexuality or trapped in the abortion industry or child killing. These terrible sins that they think are normal um, are dragging them unknowingly to hell. They can say that they love Jesus, but they kill a child. They can say that they love the Holy Spirit, yet they participate in unholiness, the right. opposite of holiness. Yeah, and I read in Matthew, um, it, it says here that, um, what do you teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you travel over land and sea to win a single convert. When you have succeeded, you make them twice the, as much the son of hell as you are. Now, the point I'm trying to make, and I'm, I'm, I'm hitting on preachers right now, but uh, forgive me, I'll go down the list. Everybody's going to get equal time here. But I'm hitting on preachers because they're in the pulpit and they have a spotlight on for 15 minutes every Sunday morning. Uh, if they are not standing up and blowing the horn on sexual perversion and, and, and the slaughter of babies and, and talking about God's truth, I am the truth, I am the way, aren't they the ones dragging people into the church and making them twice the sons of hell that they are? Well, there are some preachers who do that. It, it was interesting to me when I was a Navy chaplain and I wanted to pray in Jesus' name. Right. It, the sailors loved it, and the American public stood with me. 85% of the American public loved that I prayed in Jesus' name. You know who opposed me? It was the senior chaplains 
in the Navy? I, I rest my case. I rest my case. And the only reason, look, because you're a, you're a chaplain, uh, you know, I'm an evangelist. We, we have a position. All of us listening together have a position. But we have a responsibility, Dr. Chaps. I mean, Scripture says this, that we're held accountable on a higher level, right? Um, and so this is why I, I, I need to say these things. And people listening to me would like to say them. Maybe they don't have the voice or maybe they never really, you know, had the guts or whatever. But I'm saying to pastors, to preachers out there, if you're not getting up every Sunday morning and preaching the word of God and coming against the devil, then are you really saved? Do you really know the Lord? Now, I want to get back into persecution. These pastors that are siding with the government, that are siding with culture and all that, um, do you believe that they are going to play a part, these churches that are, I call them the Six Flags Over Jesus counterfeit churches, do you believe they're going to play a part in this persecution of Christians, or do you think they are playing a part? Um, I think the persecution comes from the political elites, but who's putting them in power? In America, we have a unique system. Our founding fathers allow majorities to vote. And if, you know, 90, it used to be 95%, now it's like 85% believe in God, uh, maybe 75% identify as Christian. But there's, there's a hypocrisy in their politics when they put people in power who are willing to kill babies, who are willing to endorse, you know, child sodomy or, or putting, you know, drag queen readers into public schools to recruit your children. The, the left is trying to claim the name of Christian. They're saying we're more loving than you are Christians because we don't believe the Bible. And if you do believe the Bible, that's hateful. But if we, um, you know, want to recruit your children into sin, we're doing that because we love the children. And they, they turn what's honestly pedophilia into a form of love. And so they're, they're doing everything upside down and they're calling it Christian. And their leaders are the seminary grads. You know, every seminary is now feeding into this LGBT theology. Because all the seminaries are teaching that gay is is good, that gay is in the Bible, and they're teaching the next generation of pastors to promote that. And so the only churches left are the remnant, and the remnant are the ones who know the Holy Spirit and practice personal repentance. And when we get out of sins ourselves, we know what that looks like because we used to be there, and we're not gonna we're not gonna join them. We're not gonna give over our children to that culture. We're going to protect them, and that's why they come after us. Yeah. We're talking to Dr. Chaps. I want you to stay with me. When I come back, we're, I'm going to ask Dr. Chaps, how are we being persecuted today? He says that Christians are persecuted today. I, I agree with him. Also, I'm going to ask him, uh, are we headed for a civil war? Um, Johnny, get your gun. We'll be right back. Listen, we have the new End Times DVD. Um, it's uh, I investigates uh, end times investigation. I have a lot of my friends on here: uh, Lisa Haven, Michael Lake. Uh, I have Josh Peck, L.A. Marzuli, uh, Stephen Bancroft. I mean, eight hours of of me investigating things like Satanism, demonic powers, Illuminati, New World Order, Antichrist, One World Religion, end times miracles, Bible prophecy. Folks, let me tell you something. One day, what you're watching us on right now, it's called. Well, it's called television, it's called social media, it's called the internet. They're going to turn that baby off. You need a hard asset. When all this stuff gets shut off, this is what 
that what you're going to be able to, to learn from and to understand. So I want you to uh, text the word chosen to 91999 or go to davidhevener.tv forward slash order or call 844-806-0006. The brand new DVD uh, of Last Evangelist. You can get it right now. Uh, it's limited collector's edition. It's got the new episode on it, along with band videos with me and Michael Lake and Lisa Havens, uh, Sheila Lazinski. Hey, everybody. I am honored and blessed not to have just one new book out, but two new books. That's right, two new books. The first one is End Times Investigation. I deal with Hollywood mind control. I deal with demon portals, the alien demon connection, uh, astral projection, program multiples, satanic ritual abuse, and much, much more. The things that I talk about in Last Evangelist and on my shows, the all my interviews I do, it's right here in this book, especially my life story. Also, True Power, how to uh, access your true power uh, in these last days, okay? Um, it's a war manual for God's children. We need to learn the enemy's tactics and how to battle the enemy in these last days. Pick up a copy of this book. Just text the word CHOSEN to 91999, or you can go to davidhevener.tv forward slash order, or you can simply call 844-806-0006. Hey everybody, David here. Don't, I, don't forget to get those books. Buy one for yourself and somebody else. It's a story of my life. I deal with... Uh, all of the things that we talk about on this show. Also, um, Last Evangelist, uh, episode one. I want, you can get it now on DVD. It's got band videos with me and Michael Lake and Lisa Haven on it. And then there's eight hours of in, End Times Investigation with L.A. Marzulli, Lisa Haven, uh, Michael Lake. It goes on and on. Pick that up. Folks, along with the books, you can go to davidhevener.tv forward slash order, call 844-806-0006, or text the word chosen, I like that word chosen, to 91999. What are we talking about? We're talking about something you hear a lot about, but it really doesn't sink in. I'm talking persecution. Folks, it's happening today in America. It first happens spiritually, and then it starts to begin to manifest in the flesh, where you sit around, you smell something cooking, you look around one day, and it's you, and it's me. But we ain't gonna let that happen. That's why we're sounding the horn, blowing the trumpet, all right? So we're talking about persecution in America. Is there gonna be a civil war? Are we headed for a civil war? Now, Dr. Chaps, my guest, talked about that it falls on the Democrats. I happen to believe that they're carrying the suitcase, but I wanna dissect this a little bit because I wanna talk about spiritual. This, first of all, folks, this is a spiritual war, a spiritual war. The problem is spirits, and they 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 occupy. They must occupy flesh. So some somebody somewhere is doing something for the Antichrist. All right. Now, if you think it's the Democrats, could be. But I'm telling you right now, the Antichrist is there, and it's also in the Republican. It's in every other party that exists. Why? Because it's humanism. Okay. That's why I say when God's in the on the ticket, that's who I vote for. All right. Now, here's what we're talking about. We're talking about Democrats, Republicans, the political arena. All right. That's pu puppet number one. OK, the uh, puppeteer number one. Puppeteer number two is the one world global elites. You might say the one world uh, uh, government. You've heard that a lot. One world government. All right. But now we have to go a step 
higher. And this is the puppeteer. This is the puppet master. This is the Antichrist. All right. Now, don't get religious on me. Antichrist exists. He's here now. He's operating the man of sin. He will emerge. We talk about this a lot. And I talk about how I think it's going to. And one reason I think it absolutely is going to happen with the alien demon connection with them coming from a so-called other planet being able to help us is because when they unleash another scandemic and we're going through H-E-L-L and also you have a civil war in this country, probably all over the world, and they come down and say, let me show you how to spread love and how everybody can be healed and boom. You have wisdom. Folks, this is going to happen. This is why the Antichrist, the puppet master, is controlling the global elites. The global elites control what we see, the, the political party. This is how it works. I want to bring on my guest, Dr. Chaps. Uh, Dr. Chaps, you there with me, buddy? Yes, sir. I want to frame this idea of persecution from the Bible, starting out. Revelation predicts in Revelation 12, there will be martyrs who lose their heads. They are beheaded, perhaps with guillotines. And they are martyrs in heaven, and they overcome by the blood of the land, the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto death. Now let's bring that back to our generation, not the future, but right now in India, you know, I've been there four times in the last two years, and I'm going again in October. There's a state in the northeast of India called Manipur, and 55,000 Christians were driven out of their homes this May by angry Hindu mobs. Mm. 200 churches were burned to the ground, and over 300 are dead in the morgues, many of them pastors, assassinated by the Hindu radicals because there is a spirit of Antichrist inside of the rioting mob. And, and I'm, you know, we're sending money over there to rescue the church. That is what persecution looks like. Is that come to America yet? Not yet, but I'll tell you, you asked about a civil war coming to America. I'll tell you the handwriting is on the wall and it has to do with our children. The thing that's going to cause the civil war in America are things like this new legislation out of California. This is the digest version from the legislative record of Assembly Bill 957. It amends family law and gender identity as follows. It says that uh, child custody visitation and contested proceedings, you know, require the court to decide custody in the best interest of a child and the child's welfare. So we're talking about uh, uh, CPS, right? Child Protective Services. When they knock on your door and take away your kid, this is what the California law says. They must consider the health, safety, and welfare of the child. Well, that's existing law. What's the new law going to say? As used in this paragraph, the health, safety, and welfare of the child includes a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity or gender expression. In other words, if a parent doesn't affirm that your, your boy is now a transgender girl, then the parent will lose custody of the child because he's not acting, the mom and dad are not no longer acting in the interest of the child. Mm -hmm. And you so, see how when they recruit your children into the LGBT lifestyle, that means you're going to lose your children. And the only way to protect them 
will be to go to something like a civil war. Like a civil war. And you're talking about a, a physical civil, I mean, all this is conjecture, I understand, but we're walking it through as if we're writing a script, okay, as if we're two script writers and we got to write a script for, I don't know, some network. How do you, the way conditions are right now, Dr. Chaps, I mean, you've got lies, you've got evil. I mean, I can look at Washington and I see so much darkness. It's unbelievable. And, and all these crazy laws that they pass and try to pass with the soil the way it is now, the condition of the soil. How could this thing go? You say civil war. Is this, um, you know, back in the Black Robe Regiment when the pastors got up and took off their black ro robes, you know, they... They, they had on the military. How do you, how's this going to go down? Well, we've seen it in American history. You just referred to the American Revolution when the preachers were bold and they were unafraid and they stood in the pulpit and they preached the word of God without fear. And, and many times they dressed with black robes, preachers robes, but underneath those robes, some of them like Reverend Muhlenberg, they were wearing military uniforms. And when the British attacked America and killed American parishioners, people who went to that church. The pastors stood up and it spread all throughout New England. They took off their black robes like this and they wore a military uniform and they, they led the men with armed muskets to go and fight the British because the British had killed their patriot brother men. Uh, this is how our forefathers founded America. And they, this is how the church started and supported the American Revolution, which led to our independence. And there was a cry during the revolution, no king but Jesus. And they didn't want King George III. They wanted Jesus to be the king. I wonder if there are any churches in America that are willing to take that kind of stand for Jesus when the left comes for your children. And if you don't, that's fine. Maybe you'll keep your head. Maybe you won't be beheaded by the Antichrist, but you lose your children. Your children will be recruited and taken away from you, and that's where you have to make a decision. Yeah, I asked, I was going to ask you, how many preachers you think today in the pulpit are conditioned to be able to have their military garb underneath? Well, they don't wear a black robe, they wear skinny jeans, but <laughs> uh, they take off their skinny jeans and they go in military garb. Yeah, I mean, do you really think they have it in them? Uh, Dr. Chaps, you're a military, you know, you, you, you understand fighting spirit. Do you think these, these pussycats in the pulpit today have it in them? I have traveled America. I've preached in 27 states, most of them in 2006 and 7 and 8 when I was kicked out of the Navy. There were churches that invited me to speak and paid a political price just for having me come and speak. You know, there were there were protesters and, and I got death threats and later I became a legislator and I'm too political, they said, because I stood up for the right to pray in Jesus name. Right. But there are there's a remnant of pastors who loved what I said, who invited me to preach. And I remember one pastor in, in Pennsylvania, Mike Yeager, he used to have 800 people attending his church. They built a giant auditorium uh, and today they only have 100 people and, and the auditorium is mostly empty. Now, why is that? because he began to preach righteousness mm -hmm. and, and, and the people didn't stay. You know, there, sometimes you're offended when you, you, the pastor rubs you the wrong way or he preaches repentance and holiness, and that gets against your sins and your demons, and you'd rather have your sins and demons, so you leave the church and go to a tickling church that tells you yeah. what your ears wanna hear.
Right, exactly. I, I want to play a clip for, again from Lisa Haven and I. We talk about the prison system. Uh, you and I haven't talked about this, of how, well, I want you to hear that. Let, let, let's take a look at this. This, is, uh, this deals with uh, the prison systems. Will they use prisons? Will they use prisons? Will they basically, let me just tell, say it the way I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it. Will they put Christians in these prisons, right? These RX-84s is what they call them. Some people call them FEMA camps. Listen to this. It's going to shock you. I want to ask you about the prison system. Uh, you did a video on this, which I, I found very, very intriguing. And uh, I want to tie it to, to what's going on today with the persecution of Christians. First of all, here's what you said in your video. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I may be a little off on this. But the USA has 5% of the world population, but yet we house 25% of the prison population. Is that yeah, we do. We have 25% of our population in prison. We have the highest prison uh, incarceration rate than any other country in the world. That means more than North Korea, more than China, more than Iraq, more than Iran, more than Europe, more than any other country in Europe. That's 100% a true statement. And the, prob the problem is um, if we've got such a high rate and people going to jail over the littlest things, I mean, I mean, we can only imagine what the future holds. But if that's right. the case, then I have to ask the question, are we truly as free as people think they are? No, of course not. Of course not. But the thing is, though, Lisa, what gets me is that most people don't understand that our prison system, a lot of them think it's owned by the government. I'm sure some of them are. But but for the most part, it's it, they're owned by individual companies and people. It's a for profit uh, uh, regime. Isn't that correct? I believe so. Yeah. But yeah. the problem is our governments, I mean, obviously they're just sticking people in there left and right, but I'll let you finish your thought. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So here's, here's my, I, I want to present this to you and, and, and to the, all the gatherers out there. If the antichrist, if the one world system, uh, if they're going to persecute Christians, again, this is all about persecuting Christians, okay? I'm, I'm focusing th this down and being very narrow because it has to do with you out there. It has to do with me, okay? If that's the case, they need to create a model. In other words, you can't just go persecuting people all of a sudden. You can't go locking people up. You can't go, you know, executing people unless you have an infrastructure to do such a thing. And my question is, could it be that the fact that the United States has the largest prison population and kind of a well-oiled machine, could this be the one world government putting this structure together so they can actually implement the persecution of Christians when that time comes? Okay, got ya. Here's a couple of things I will say. As far as the regular prisons and stuff, they are starting to overflow. They're getting over, they're getting too full, they're running out of room. It's just a fact. Uh, they are they're building more. Now, that said, I've read numerous documents. Um, one of those would be the internment um, and resettlement document. I encourage everyone, Google it, read it for yourself, and you'll see what I'm talking about. And I believe the date on that is 2010. Don't quote me on it. It could be earlier. But it's called internment and resettlement document. Now, this document, in, uh, it, it 
pushes the idea, not just an idea, it's already in play with RX84 centers. For those who don't know what RX84 centers, they're um, basically prisons and detention centers for immigrants that are crossing into the country. So some of them are manned, some of them are manned and empty, but we've got a lot of them along the border and, and not many of them are even being used, regardless of the fact that we've got migrants coming into this country. But in addition to the RX84 centers, the internment and resettlement document uh, encourages the government to build facilities I'm talking about that can house thousands of people in these facilities. They've got double bobbed wire fencing. Okay, you don't have phone privileges. It's treated just like a jail. They've got guard towers on all the corners. This is all detailed in the document. What is this for? Is it to build more prisons for the prisons here? Is it to build more prisons? It's not has nothing to do with prisons. They specifically state on there it's for dislocated persons, for immigrants, and basically quarantines if they need it or whatever they need it for. You see, it's kind of left off what these centers are needed for. People call them FEMA camps. People call them some of the RX-84 centers, but there are they are being built, some of which are empty. Right, and it could be used for the Christians, the persecuted Christians, correct? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep, there you go. I want you to go to davidhevener.tv. You can see all these videos we've been playing on Lisa on our channel, the uh, Coming Holocaust channel. Uh, go to davidhevener.tv. Over 20 channels of truth. You can see the Last Evangelist channel, the Spotlight channel. Uh, we have the original TV series channel. We have original TV series on here, folks. Um, and over 900 videos, okay? Many of them exclusive. You won't see other places. Uh, go to davidhevener.tv. Uh, uh, we have a channel, the Alien Demon Connection Disclosure Channel with me, L.A. Marsili, and a whole bunch of other people who have devoted their life to this disclosure, the coming disclosure. Go there and sign up. And if you do, you'll get to go underground with us in about five minutes. Uh, be with my guest, Dr. Chap, davidhevener.tv. Um, also, too, I want to, uh, Spencer, let's go ahead and, um, uh, well, before we do that, I want to bring Dr. Chap on because I, I have a question for you. Uh, Dr. Chap, uh, so we talked about the Civil War um, and we talked about the, uh, there's a point, a tipping point, and you mentioned it, when they start coming and taking away your children. I consider that what I call a tipping point. I, I agree with you. I believe you start hitting people with their kids and they're gonna hit that tipping point where they flip over the other side and go, okay, no more. I'm ready to die for this, right? Right. Uh, here's the problem. They're not doing it like quite like that. They're doing it very slowly. They're rolling it out very slowly. If you look at now what's going on, and back up 20 years and look at, at it from a distance, you and I would be in shock because it's slowly evolving. What can we do now as Christians? Praying is uno, 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 most right. important. What can we do now after we pray? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, I, I have two comments. One is don't fight violence with violence. Right. We fight violence with nonviolence. We are the peaceful protesters. The, the Bible says in First Peter 2, if you're punished for doing wrong, there's no reason to praise you for bearing that kind of punishment. But if you suffer for doing good and you are patient, this pleases God 
following Christ is the example who did that. The second thing I want to say is, here's a book of 30 things you can do. These are 30 power tools, how to take back your country is the subtitle, a step-by-step -step guide, how to liberate the world is the book that I've written. It's got 30 power tools. For example, how to write a press release, uh, how to organize with fundraising, how to run for office and win, how to organize and lobby your elected officials, how to gather a petition signature or a rally and get a thousand friends to join you, all at How to Liberate the World, available on our website, which is PrayInJesusName.org. Yeah, thank you for saying that. I was gonna, I was gonna come to that. So PrayInJesusName.org. Pick up your book and other things, and also support your ministry, right, Dr. Chaps? Yes, sir. We have a free email list. We send out news alerts, and it's free to sign up. Just go to PrayInJesusName.org. On the right side, there's a email subscribe button, uh, right. or at the top, there's the bookstore. You can find it all there. All right. Let me tell me what page I have to go to where he finds out how to get out of jail once they throw you in the slammer. Uh, that's okay. I'll I'll read the book. <laughs> so, all right. Well, listen. We're gonna uh, we're gonna take a break here. We're gonna see you on the flip side in about five minutes. Don't go anywhere. I have a lot of people interested in in asking you some questions and talking about this thing, Doctor Chaps. Thank you so much. God bless you, Doctor Chaps. He's a uh, military veteran. I gave up million-dollar pension because he wanted to play, pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Okay, is my lovely wife out there? I um, uh, heard they were having some hurricanes in Florida. I'm not sure if she made it in the studio or not, uh, uh, Spencer. All right, my muted wife. Hello, muted wife. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. There you are, yeah. you're healed yeah. in Jesus' name. You're no longer a mute, so praise God. All right. Yeah. All right. So uh, tell me, what? Uh, give me some uh, praise reports. Yes, yes, you all have been praying and uh, Jim's trial went successfully. So thank you very much. Oh, okay, let, let me, let, let me, I, hold on, I gotta touch on that. So I had his wife on, Jim. Jim was the granddaddy, the grandpa, whose grandbaby was was being molested by his daughter's husband. Okay. X. Yes. X. Yeah. Uh, and the courts wouldn't stick up for him. The courts ruled for the for the father to come and pick up the child. It was more than Jim could handle. He didn't know what to do. He was am I gonna let my babies, my grandbabies go off into the hands of this pedophile? Or God, what do I do? He snapped. He snapped and he shot the guy. So he went to, to trial this past week. I had Robin on, his wife. Uh, we've been praying. And, I, and she said she believed justice was done. He was not convicted of first or second degree murder, but of manslaughter. And I'm praising God for that. Why? Because the judge has a lot more uh, flexibility in the sentencing, uh, a lot more hopefully lenient sentence. And so anyway, I wanted to tell everybody that. It's your prayers to everybody. Yes, thank you, everybody. And uh, yesterday, during your Sunday sermon, I was really moved about um, so, several things you said. But speaking of addictions, someone shared the addiction that they're struggling with, and then someone else shared how God had delivered them from that addiction. So just seeing how the body of Christ works together was really encouraging to me and makes me really thankful for this family yeah. we have. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, Shanita, thank you so much. Any specific prayer requests, and we'll do that when we get into underground. Yeah, for our viewers in Florida, and for um, Joe and Gemma in the UK, and yeah, several more. So we'll we'll share those with you. Okay. All right. Thank you. Love you. God. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, don't go. Um, people want to sign up to David Heavener TV and they want a link tonight because they want to go underground, but they're just now signing up. Mm-hmm. How did they get that link if they're just now signing up? They can send a text to 615-861-9659. Wait a minute. 615-861-9659. A text. Okay. Yes. Yeah, they, or the email to admin at david Admin at david Can they call 844 806 Yes. Okay, awesome. Yeah, but in writing is easier. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Love you. Thank you. All right. All right. Love All right. You. Yeah, thanks. We're going to head out. Before we do, I want to play this little uh, um, message. Uh, this is a company that will take your car, they will take your house, they will take any bar, boat, any p- junk you have in your yard, if it has a motor, and you can donate it and get a really nice tax write-off, okay? Do it now before the end of the year, and it'll bless this ministry, okay? Um, I'm going to play this little clip. Spencer, go ahead and play that, and we'll be right back with you. Don't, don't go anywhere. Life is complicated enough. Why worry about what to do with your extra car? Get the costs of maintaining it, storing it, insuring it, or renewing registration. Car repairs? Forget about it. Here's one easy solution to your car problem. Donate it to a nonprofit. It's fast, free, tax deductible, and if you donate, you're going to feel incredible knowing you're supporting a great cause. Interested? Just call this toll-free number or donate online. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, yeah, donate, donate, please. If you have something in your yard, been sitting there for a long time, you're not going to drive it. It'll bless a lot of people. Okay, this is a Christian organization. Plus, it blesses this ministry. You can just go to davidhevener.tv forward slash car. That's davidhevener.tv forward slash car. Maybe you have a neighbor, or you have a relative. Pass that on to them. Get that thing out of your drive. No, I can't take your mother-in-law. Sorry, it's not going to work. It's got to be a a vehicle or a boat. or It can even be real estate, actually, if it's a house, whatever. All right. I love you guys. Um, I want you to go to davidhevener.tv. Sign up right now. It's the only way you can stay with us. Um, And I look forward to seeing you then. God bless.